0: Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast, Kelly here, and today we're going to talk all about opting out of toxic positivity. I, in full disclosure, am kind of obsessed with Instagram. It's my social media of choice, and I have seen over the last couple months, maybe six months or so, all of these posts about toxic positivity. And I think the pandemic probably brought a lot of this about because people were talking about all, you know, how much they've grown during the, the pandemic, how how wonderful they are. They've picked up 15 different skills and now could, you know, do backflips because they have the time sitting at home to themselves. They wrote the next great American novel or the next multi-platinum album during the pandemic. And um, <laughs> for the rest of us, we were kind of looking at these folks like, oh, okay. Uh, there are many of us who've lost family members, who have had to struggle with high levels of anxiety and depression from being isolated. The pandemic has been a genuinely rough time. And the messaging that was coming out about, you know, push through, be your best self, be amazing, take on a new project, these are the opportunities of the pandemic. That flooding of messaging caused what I believe to be a backlash of people really reminding folks that that kind of energy and messaging can be toxic. There are people who are going to excel during difficult times and have excelled during the pandemic. Uh, if you watch the news, there's some people who just made a bunch of money on during the pandemic at the expense of others. So people have done okay, but for many people the last couple years, have been hard to process. And so it has spawned this phrase, toxic positivity. However, outside of the pandemic, I really didn't understand or see toxic positivity in my life. I thought toxic positivity, frankly, sounds like something that white folks experience where you think of like a a white woman saying, Everything's amazing, I love life, don't be sad, things are great, no matter how bad it is, there's you know, there's a rainbow in every cloud, and this constant kind of false optimism. And I don't see a lot of black people with that messaging, <laughs> to be frank. But the more I thought about what really is toxic positivity, like what drives it, the more clear I became that toxic positivity has long run through our culture as black folks. It just looks different. Uh, We don't call it that, but it's definitely there. And I also, the more I thought about it, realized that one of the key ways to opt out of struggle which is the major theme of this podcast, is to opt out of toxic positivity, that really those two things are linked and they cannot be pulled apart. So for today's episode, I'm gonna go over the ways that toxic positivity and the struggle are linked. And I'm gonna do that by showing you a comparison and and helping you see the, the ways to opt out of toxic positivity and the things you may be seeing in your life that are giving you that message and opt into healthy optimism we're going to do five of those and then i'm going to close out this episode as always with a healing practice so when i say toxic positivity and the struggle are basically one that they're very similar the way i know that is This concept of struggle, this concept of struggling being our foundational birthright, our inheritance as black women, the lie of that, so much of that is tied into the need then if you want to survive the belief that you are meant to struggle on this planet, that you were born to experience hardship and that is all there is to your life. In order to survive that, you've got to develop some pretty unhealthy coping mechanisms. And as a result, a lot of those coping mechanisms come from the belief of the strong black woman, the messaging that we tell black women particularly, like get up, push through. You've you you know you've got to be fortunate and thankful that you're alive. At least you're alive. There are people who aren't living this belief that you just can't mope, you have to move forward. And while we don't frame that as positivity, most of it is a language around pushing through, pushing past discomfort and pain, and doing that without complaint. That's how it shows up in our community. It's not about, oh, life is great and Here's a mantra and affirmation I tell myself. And during the pandemic, I did 15 different things and learned a new skill and speak five languages. But in the black community, it's more like I push through discomfort and pain on a daily basis, smiling for friends, telling everyone I'm doing fine, saying empty language around God's got me or I'm tough. Or things of that nature. And those phrases, there's nothing wrong with them. But there is something truly dangerous when they're underpinned and connected to the belief that your pain and discomfort is what's expected in your life. And that it's something that you should not complain about. And when we go through life thinking that our pain and discomfort is not important, that our pain and discomfort is just the way it is, we don't end up living a full life and we end up missing out on what's truly our inheritance as women and particularly as black women, which is those beautiful things of joy and abundance and, and love. So let's talk about a few ways that we can learn how to to have healthy and genuine optimism versus toxic positivity or struggle language. I would argue that toxic positivity for, for the black community and for us black women really is just the language of struggle. And the first way we do that is by switching from toxic positivity or struggle language will have you skip right past any real emotions about an event. Something happens that is painful or uncomfortable, and you don't even acknowledge it or connect to it. When we're pursuing healthy optimism, the mindset change is that you deal with your feelings when they come up. There is nothing wrong with feeling your feelings. What becomes unhealthy is when you cannot take the feelings and you cannot resolve them. That's when we're concerned as a therapist about someone. But for the majority of folks, it is essential that you feel your feelings, that you acknowledge how you're feeling in order to process it, to move forward, to be able to make meaning out of bad events. When you skip this part, when you just say, I am going to push through, when you engage in struggle language and deny an emotion and deny how you're feeling and stop to acknowledge what's happening, because here's the thing, you you cannot leave behind that which you do not acknowledge. So the key way to move forward is to acknowledge your feelings and that it is not negative. Or weak to say that you're feeling upset or sad or feel that your heart's broken about something, but that saying those things out loud allows you to process through and move forward. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done, with Black stories, Black truths you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C D-O-C dot com slash B G B. Zocdoc.com slash B G B. The second way that toxic positivity and struggle language might show up in our lives is when we are forced to prematurely add positivity to a situation. So it builds on the last point we haven't processed our feelings on something but we prematurely say it's a blessing everything that's happened to me is fabulous Uh, I'm, I'm learning before we can even ascribe meaning or really process what has happened this is dangerous because we may be taught you know it's it's wrong to complain it's disrespectful or ungrateful is probably the better word it's ungrateful to complain But it's important that we actually, again, say how we're feeling and not color that with positivity. If your heart is broken, you don't need to say, my heart's broken, but I'm going to continue on. And I, you know, it could be worse. This, I know other people who've struggled. I am so fortunate. If your heart's broken, let it be broken and our heart breaks for many different reasons in this world today, it's okay to feel that, to call that out and say that you're heartbroken, to say that you're sad or you're disappointed. And it's okay to sit with a feeling. Like I said, there are times where when we cannot get out of a feeling, we literally cannot process out of a feeling, that we may need more help. We may need to talk to somebody. But most people, can feel their feels, process them, and move forward. It's only when we skip those two parts of feeling our feelings and processing it by heaping struggle language upon ourselves, by shaming ourselves for feeling a certain way, by making people tell us to get over it and feel better. It's only when that occurs that we are engaging in toxic positivity, which keeps us locked in struggle. Instead, when we want to develop healthy and stable optimism, we're going to naturally let optimism and positivity show up in a situation. You see people say, when I look back on that, that was a hard moment in my life. But when I look back, I learned the following things and I saw how, you know, grateful I was that that moment has made me who I am or that moment taught me something. I really do reject the notion as an aside that we as people need to suffer to be able to thrive or learn. So much of the mythology around Blackness is surrounded by us kind of crawling out of pain and trauma. And that may be the case because many people do, but many of us don't. And I want to celebrate and honor that. It's really dangerous thinking to think that you must have pain to feel joy. There is no such thing as you cannot enjoy the sweet without the bitter. I hate that phrase. That is not true. Instead, I say, you cannot enjoy the sweet without the lesson. We need to learn things to have appreciation of good. But we don't need to struggle. We don't need to experience pain to enjoy the sweetness, the wonderfulness that is life. So feeling your feelings, processing them, and allowing optimism to naturally emerge is very healthy and is the best way to have you be able to process lessons that allow you to enjoy the sweet or the wonderful or the positive of life. The third way is ignoring or repressing your real emotions Again, we don't want to opt into a life where we are told to push through, to ignore, to shame ourselves for feeling what we feel. Instead, if we have healthy optimism, we're going to own our feelings. But here's the key part. Have compassion for ourselves. When's the last time that we were able to be compassionate toward ourselves? And know that we're all learning, we're all experiencing things. Some of those emotions are wonderful and positive, and some of them are not. Toxic positivity or struggle language is all about thinking that being positive means that you are a better person, and that positive feelings and you are the only feelings you should be having, and then labeling anyone who speaks about pain or discomfort as a negative person or an unhealthy person. Genuine optimism and healthy optimism. Just being a healthy person means that you are able to tolerate and embrace good and bad feelings. So you embrace good feelings as anyone should, but you also tolerate really well and you're able to process negative ones and the feelings that bring discomfort to yourself. A true healthy person processes both of these equally. And last but not least, toxic positivity and struggle language silences you. When you are speaking the language of struggle, you never really say what's going on with you. You never talk about things that are bothering you or or things that are painful. You just ignore them and move forward. Whereas genuine and healthy optimism and just healthy people are able to hold all feelings within themselves without shame. And in therapy, one of the key things that we talk about is how to keep people open and curious about how they're feeling, even when they're feeling negatively, which is why if you talk to a therapist, they'll say, why do you think you feel that way? Or what, what does that mean when you say, I'm disappointed? What does that mean to you? We're really just training an individual to learn how to process emotions for themselves in a space of curiosity and not judgment. A truly healthy person allows space to feel everything you're feeling and to be able to explore what those feelings are about, even the painful and uncomfortable ones. That actually genuine healing only occurs when we are able to explore what we're feeling, process what we're feeling, and move forward. So we talked about today how to opt out of struggle language or toxic positivity and the five ways to do that while opting into real healthy optimism. So what's my healing practice for you today? It's really two parts. The first part is ask yourself, how often am I honest about answering the question, how are you doing when someone asks me? And we'll caveat that when somebody asks you who you trust and you care about, how often are we just saying we're fine or, you know, I'm having a bit of a rough time, but you know what? Things have have been worse. People are going through it and I'll be fine. How often are we giving that answer versus being honest and complete about what we're experiencing in a moment? So take note of that. Think about how often you are honest about how you're feeling. And the second part of this practice is to talk with someone that you are close with, that you love, a good girlfriend. And together, talk about struggle language and talk about toxic positivity and commit to each other to make space to talk about when we're really struggling, when we're not having a great day, when something has been painful for us and uncomfortable. And commit to holding space for each other to allow their your friend and yourself to feel what you feel, but also to remain curious, to ask questions of why, why do you think you're feeling like that? This practice will go a long way to facilitate a lot of healing you'd be surprised how far you'll go when you start openly explaining and saying your emotions to folks that you trust and when you hold space for others to actually speak what's going on with them without judgment without rushing through the bad parts and you stay hopeful and curious about it so that's it for today's episode as always, you can find this podcast on all the major streaming platforms. Please like, subscribe, leave a review if you feel compelled to do so. Share this with someone who you think would benefit. I am telling you this podcast is exploding. And it, we really are building a community of folks. That's reminding us we are not alone in this movement to opt out of struggle. So share it widely and freely. And until we speak next, take care of each other and take care of yourselves.